Awesome, Pat. Well, we're super excited today to start our first podcast. My name is Kyle Paskowitz. I'm the president of Yellowbird Homebuyers here with Pat Flynn, who's my business partner and uh, runs our acquisition department, marketing department, um, deals with the We Buy Houses campaigns, deals with homeowners and everything else. So we're excited. We've been talking about doing this for, I don't know how many years. Well, since, since you started, yeah, probably since I started like two years ago, um, we've been talking about how we need a big social media push. We need a podcast. We need everything. And the past month or so has been really fun. We've hired Cody and Cody and, uh, it's Cody, been going Cody awesome. Cody squared. <laughs> so this setup we have in here now is ridiculous. We got a video camera watching us. We got Cody, um, Cody, what is that thing called? Now this. Uh, this is just our studio rack box. Uh, the box. It is. It is legit. We'll just call it studio box. <laughs> so we still don't Thanks have for bringing your box. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't have a name um, or anything for this show, but we have an idea of what we want it to be. I have a bunch of people in Jacksonville in my head that I'm excited to talk to and try to add some value for people. So. Um, I guess right now this is the first one, so we're just kind of testing it out and uh, um, feeling out what we want it to be. Uh, so we'll kind of start with uh, how Yellowbird came about um, and uh, how this whole thing got started. But Kyle, do you think you could give everyone just a little background, your background and all your experience and everything just real quick? For sure. I mean, since about 2003... I think I got my real estate license and always growing up, always interested in real estate. Um, 2003, you know, used to fish a lot. And I used to fish with a guy that was wholesaling and flipping houses and would go, you know, you're taking two hour trips offshore, 70 miles out of Jacksonville and get a lot of time to talk. So talked a lot of real estate. Um, he always had money. He had a sweet boat. So it was always interesting. Like, you know, how do you get this and young guy? How do you get this? So, kind of got intrigued. Um, you know, was something I've always been sort of a deal maker my whole life. I've always looked to buy and sell stuff or whether it was playing poker in high school or whatever it was, I always, you know, tried to make money no matter where it was or where I was at. So, um, saw it, saw it as an opportunity. It was also 2003. So the real estate market was going nuts and you know, there, you could, everybody was making money. I mean, you could go to new construction and put deposits down on new construction homes and sell the, uh, sell your contract before it even, you know, before the house is done and make $20,000. And, and, uh, so it was just interesting. Um, did that though. I kind of would take my summers out of college, um, and sort of intern and kind of learn real estate for really a couple summers while in school, made good money. Um, really learned the business, met a lot of good people. And, um, when graduated university of Florida in 2006, and really just dove right into it after that. Um, fortunately, you know, when the market crashed in 2008, I was in a position where um, was still doing a decent amount of business. Um, Real quick, not to interrupt yeah. you, but I think a cool part, and because you've been in it so long um, and because you started so long ago, can you kind of talk just a little bit about, because I think a lot of people that are going to end up listening to this want to get into it. Can you talk a little bit about get your mindset when you got started and what it exactly was you were doing to get started. I know you fished with the guy, but I mean, how did you ask, how did you 
get with him and tell him you wanted to be a part of it? What did you do for him at first? Did he pay you right off the bat or did you just, I mean, how did that all come about? How, like, what was your first deal? How'd you really get into it? Um, do you even remember? Yeah. My, my, memory, <laughs> my memory is sort of gone. I've got a, you know, I've got a 15 month old daughter and building a house and dealing with all this marketing stuff we've never done. So the memory is going away. Um, I never really, and still to this day, I don't think about money. So I never really worried about, um, it wasn't an interest when I first got in the business. It wasn't about like what I was going to make. It was what I was going to learn for a while. And I wasn't worth anything, you know, when I was 20, when I was probably 19, when I started 20. So I never was worth anything. I never cared about what I was going to make on it. Um, it just wasn't, that, that thought didn't come to my mind till you know, significantly after my beginning era or beginning when I started. But um, for me, it was, it was, I was just super intrigued by it. I had nothing, you know, in 2003, like I, all, all I had was time. So I didn't have any money, but I did have my time and I was in college and, and uh, ambitious, but I didn't mind working seven days a week. I didn't mind waking up at five in the morning and work until nine o'clock at night. I didn't mind sweeping out houses and, and, uh, and, you know, doing the dirty work, whether I was the janitor or the home buyer that day, it didn't, didn't really matter to me. I just wanted to be involved. Um, and I wanted to meet people and network and try to, you know, find where I could fit into the market. Um, and that's really what I did. I would say, you know, from the time I started in 2003 till, you know, I graduated school in 2006, but even after, you know, once I really started, it was sort of the same thing. You know, I, I sort of partnered with a hard money lender in town who backed us and gave us the ability to buy. And, you know, we were doing a couple deals a month, three, four five deals a month, um, which at the time I thought was a lot. You know, today we're buying 30 plus a month and, you know, I'm really not even satisfied with that amount. I really want to do 40 or 50. Uh, but at the time, three to five was a lot, you know, and, and, and we did that for a while and it made a good income. And especially for a 22 year old, you know, kid out of college with really no background. Um, but I never had a, uh, um, never really had a job and never had, you know, I only got paid what I made, what I brought in. So it was a, uh, unique unique thing. I've just never had, you know, a steady paycheck. I've never had to work for somebody, um, which I really liked. That's, then, that's interesting to me just because you're, I know your dad and I know your, um, I don't remember exactly what your mom did, but I remember, I know your sister works for uh, blue cross. Right. And I just, how did you get, and I know you're not a big reader. So where did, where did that mindset come in? Because it took, I grew up in a household. My dad always worked. My mom always worked a job and it that was a big leap for me to get to the point that that was even an option. So oh, did that still, just come naturally I mean, to, this, to you? To this day, if I go buy a car, my mom's concerned that I'm buying a new car. <laughs> you know, I'm building a house, and she's like, "How are you going to be able to afford this? And how are you going to?" And like, I'm like, "Shut up!" Mom. <laughs> like, just like still to this day. But it's just a, it's a mindset thing, and it was something that I've never I've never had that. So I've and it's sort of been my luxury is I've never had a job. I've never known what steady money is. I've never known what a steady paycheck is. Um, and so it's been, it's been nice. I don't understand a lot of, you know, a lot of people that want steadiness to jobs and stuff. I don't understand that. You know, it doesn't make sense to me to do the steady role. You know, I'm, I'm worth what I make while I'm working. If I'm on vacation, I don't make anything. Um, I do now we have a team it's different, but when I first started, it was completely me, um, and what I brought. So I don't know anything different. I'd say is my answer to that is it's, it's just all I've ever done. And in, in the business that we're in, you know, if you're a realtor or any type of sales commission job, it's, you know, 
once you get to that mindset and freedom to where you're comfortable with that, you can't ever go back. There is no other option. Um, but I mean, yeah, kind of going back to somewhat my story is, you know, again, graduated college in 2006 market crash in 2008. During that time I was wholesaling probably 50 deals a year, 60 deals a year, making good income. Um, fortunately I never held anything, you know, I held my personal residence that, that I was living in, but I didn't get bogged down. So, you know, when the financial crisis happened, everybody was running away, scared, shitless, losing their ass. I was the guy, uh, you know, didn't have anything to lose. So, I mean, 2008 was a tough year financially. I didn't make any money. You know, I made a lot less income, but I didn't have anything to lose. I didn't have any banks barking at me or anything else. So, um, and I knew that it was still a good business. Um, I knew real estate was still a good business. And I knew that, you know, a lot of the guys, especially the guys that were on top and the people that I looked up to at the time were all just, you know, getting their face ripped off. And so, um, it was sort of a, it was sort of eye opening. I left the partnership that I was in. Um, at the time and kind of went on my own. And in 2000, really nine and 10, I was still sort of wholesaling. I mean, deals were a lot leaner then. there was a lot less buyers, but there was a lot of properties. So, you know, we were doing eight, 10 deals a month, um, probably hundred, 120 deals a year, just wholesaling, making $2,000 a house, $5,000 a house, losing money on a couple here and there, and just trying to grind and do as much as we could. Um, and really it was, you know, from that point to where we're at today to where, you know, own over a thousand rental properties, we buy 30 houses a month, lend hard money, you know, have ownership in a couple other businesses, a home staging company, um, have owned, you know, custom home companies, land development companies, uh, you know, I've kind of been involved in a lot of the process. So, you know, I've gone from, you know, really having nothing to lose at the time and going full at it to where today it's, you know, we're we're sort of starting to create it. But the cool thing is we're still at, we're still at a stage in my life where I'm young and I'm still ambitious and, and where I'm at today, I'm not satisfied. So I still want to do more and see more. What about you, Pat? What's your, why don't you give everybody a little bit of background on where you were at and where you are today? Sure. So I, I grew up in a small town in Western Massachusetts. Um, went to high school out there and then uh, graduated high school and went to college at a military school in Kings Point, New York called U.S. Merchant Marine Academy and learned how to be a sailor. So I worked in the engine room on merchant marine ships and uh, drilling rigs um, from when I graduated in 2009 up until early 2017, January 2017 on the Diamond Offshore Ocean, which was it? The Ocean Black Lion, I'm pretty sure, was the last drill ship that I was ever on. Um, in that year of 2016, I knew I knew I wanted to get out because uh, I think the main reason, and this is this leaving your job thing, that's the most interesting thing to me. That's what I think when I whenever I listen to podcasts, I love I love listening to people that made that jump and you know, knew their job wasn't right and quit it and got into a new thing. So that's, that's kind of what I want this to be about. And that's what I like delving into. That's why I asked you those questions, Kyle. But, um, I was always a steady guy. I liked, I liked that. I knew how much I was going to make. Um, but I knew I hated it out there. Um, just because I saw all the other guys out there and they were all, they all loved it. Everyone was very comfortable out there, happy with their job. And I just was, I, in my head, I knew I wasn't. People would say things like, 
oh, you know, I was home and um, towards the end of my time at home, my wife was like, hey, it's time for you to go back to work. And we all agreed, <laughs> my kids included, that it was time for me to go back to work. And I just, I, I hated that thought that your family's like, okay, time for dad to leave again. He's kind of being a pain in the ass, time for him to go. And they were all so comfortable with it and loved it out there. So I just knew it wasn't right for me. So I started buying rentals in 2016. Um, I bought at a decent time and a decent place. So they're okay. They make money. The, <laughs> the way I bought them and the way I went about doing it is completely wrong. I would not do it over again, but it did give me a lot of experience and what not to do. Me and my girlfriend at the time, or yeah, girlfriend, now fiance, renovated uh, our first rental on our own, and it was a goddamn nightmare. We Hell. almost killed each other. Hell. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, "This is not done that." Everybody, everybody goes through that. <laughs> this is not the way to do this. But anyway, but it's the only way to learn. It is. I mean, everybody. You always tell everybody you do your first flip. You end up you do it yourself. Yep. You know, and for a while you do it yourself. Today, you know, fortunately, I try not to walk anything. I try never <laughs> to go inside houses. Well, our you best know? deals, neither of us really have That's to it. very much. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so went through that, and uh, I was in Australia on a rig in that summer and uh, got a FaceTime call from Jane. Hey, I'm pregnant. So, Whoops. <laughs> yep. So uh, in February 27th, 2017, my daughter was born, and that changed everything. I planned on going back to the rig and still um, working offshore for a little bit, Uh so three weeks after she was born, the rig called me. They said, hey, we need you back in three weeks. I said, well, that's just not happening. I can't do it. Um, so I just quit right there over the phone, March 15th, 2017. And uh, kind of took a big gamble on myself, started marketing on my own, writing letters, uh, writing everything out. I would go on Craigslist and literally call every single house on Craigslist, make an offer. I did this every single day. Um, for the first 45, 60 days, um, got a little bit of traction, didn't get anything done. Actually, I, I bought something from a wholesaler and, uh, another reason why just getting started just takes perseverance. I bought something from a wholesaler and, uh, with the plan of getting hard money or partnering with somebody. And he's a, he's a good wholesaler in town, Hunter Hayden. Um, but, uh, they do a good job and they have a lot of deal flow too, but I bought something from him put a contract on it, applied to 15, 15, I think, different hard money lenders, and no one would lend to me because of my experience. I tried to throw my rentals up there. I, think you, I think you asked me. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you asked me. I asked Kyle the way. It just, you know, it was a little tight, but I just wanted to get a flip under my belt, and it just, I couldn't close on it and had to back out, and it was just, I mean, it's, it, was, it was pretty embarrassing. Uh, since then, <laughs> tried to make it up to him, but that's just part of getting started. Um, I think at the end of March or something, when was it? I don't remember. I think in April I, uh, got connected to Kyle and, uh, his business partner and partners, Andy and Steve at the time. And, uh, he kind of just gave me a shot. Uh, um, I had saved up a little money. I knew I was, I knew I was leaving the rig. So I, I didn't necessarily need an income at the time and uh, didn't really care about income. I knew who Kyle was and I knew the value of just being able to have access to him and being in the office every day. Um, so I, I didn't care to make any money because I knew the value in that. Um, 
And that's something we both, I mean, that's kind of what I had in common. I mean, we were different eras. I was 20 and you were whatever, however we were, but, but we were the same 29. point. I mean, I was still yeah. at the same point in my life. I didn't need any, when I'm 20, I mean, I was living at my parents when I would come home in the summer, didn't need money, owned my car, owned everything. So didn't need any money to survive, you know, any money I got, I would have gone out to the bars or went, took it to go fishing and burn in gas. So that's all I cared about. But I was in the same point in my life where it was more about learning it, which is a luxury that a lot of people don't have. Right, right. And talking to other people and listening to other podcasts, that's a common theme is if you hate where you're at, um, don't be stupid with your money uh, and don't live above your means. If you want to make that jump, it's 100% possible, but you can't live like an idiot paycheck to paycheck. Um, If you expect to – if you – leave your job and expect to immediately jump into something or immediately make money. It's just not going to happen. I had, we had a lot, I had a lot of success with Kyle right away, but still I didn't, I mean, I don't, I still, I still haven't pulled money from it. I mean, we've done little distributions. I pay you nothing. (laughs) You can pay nothing for this whole time. Yeah. Any money you think you've made, we actually, (laughs) it'll get washed. So we started Flynn Homes and we all did, yeah, I actually paid him right yeah. off the bat. I, yeah, that's how yeah. it's supposed to be. You're right. So, um, so that's how it all came about. That'll, that'll always be that way. Yep. That's how our relationship works is you think you make money and it just comes to me. <laughs> I like it. So anyway, they, they hadn't been marketing for a while. So the role I took over in uh, his partnership with the guys he was working with at the time was I took over all the marketing. Uh, taking those marketing phone calls is uh, – somewhat of a pain in the ass um and they didn't want to do it but they knew the value in someone managing it and taking those phone calls so that's that's the void i filled in their organization and it took off um and uh how many deals did we do do you think you did your first i mean you worked for about three quarters of a year maybe half a year last year and you started how many deals do you think i want to say 35 35 that's probably right I want to say 35 because in early this year we were at, uh, we were at close to 80. Mm-hmm. So, um, it happened quick. I mean, we, we hit a couple home runs right off the bat, but it was just from, it was from, I was out in Atlantic beach every other day, putting signs everywhere. Sailfish. You remember sailfish that came from goddamn bandit sign, <laughs> dollars $40, $40, wholesale from a, uh, a plastic sign that I wrote, we buy houses on in Atlantic beach. So I probably put out 500 of those yeah. <laughs> and all a lot of time and energy, but, but it's all about that one sign exactly in that one time when that person that needs is selling, you know, or that person that wants to sell their house and drive by that one day. And luckily it was your sign and not someone else's. That's it. So, uh, we kept, we kept going. We started out at, we were spending probably two grand a month on postcards off the bat. Um, we started out with eight grand. I remember it vividly in Flynn homes and used that for marketing and binder deposits. And, uh, fortunately I had hard money backing obviously because I was partnered with good people. Um, so we wholesaled a little bit, flipped a little bit, um, and, uh, built it up to now to where we're, sending 15,000 postcards a week and we drop, you know, 40 plus thousand dollars in marketing each month. And, uh, that's all happened in about two years. So that kind of leads us to where we're at with Yellowbird now starting this big social media push 
and this podcast. Um, I just did a little video with Cody the other day, and uh, um, I think the main idea behind this is uh, everyone's talking about direct mail, how their cost per contract's going up, their response rate's going out, and that's be- going down because that's because direct mail is a hundred percent dying. In ten years, I don't think I don't think you'll see any sort of return at all from direct mail. It's going to slowly die and fizzle into nothing. I'll so, disagree with that, but what on direct mail? Some, ten years, some from now? return. It's dying, but I'm one of those guys that'll always be old school <laughs> and say, "Keep sending them out, keep going." I mean, even in just a, but even in oh, just it's a changed. year, it's changed. I was since here. I've started, it's changed a lot. I mean, just it's we talk less. about it all the time. When you used to send out postcards, way tell less. me what happened. How many did you send I mean, out? How many phone calls did you get? Twenty five hundred a week, and I'd get hundred calls that day. They drop, and that was you what know? year. 2005 to eight. So consistently, I mean, my phone would nonstop and and there's no doubt it's changed. Right. You know, but, but I mean, the whole market changed, marketing changes. I mean, it's ever evolving. You know, the cool thing is, you know, for us, we just recognize, and and we're both at unique stages in our lives, you know, recognize that there's an opportunity here. Um, You know, kind of going back to Yellowbird and where it started and, and what we've, what we've planned to do. Um, for me, you know, my, my goals are probably a little bit different even than your goals, Pat, cause you're still kind of new into the business. You're still learning, you're still growing. Um, which I am too. We're obviously kind of on the same path there, but, um, you know, I look at this thing as, is I've just done, you know, I've done 3000 plus deals. I've lent hard money. I've built new construction. We've done land development. I've had my hands in so many things and ran so hard in so many different directions. Um, but, but like you, as I could take, you know, somebody like you that has the drive, the willingness to learn, you know, that's been in the business for less than two years. And it's, it's kind of been a good testimony to what this can become, but I could take somebody, um, and within the organization, we can take somebody and do a lot more with the, the right people. Um, we've kind of always, I've always kind of ran solo, you know, and ran small organization, um, kind of had to eat and make what I, what I get on my own. And the cool thing about Yellowbird and what we want is we really want to expand what we know using the, using what we have, um, and using what we've sort of built in the, in the education that we've done and what we know about this marketplace and everything else and using it and expanding it, but also giving back to everybody and, and giving back to the investors and giving back to the business and the industry that's given, really given me so much and, and given you so much at this point. And I think that the cool thing is, is, you know, it doesn't hurt me to teach people, you know, in Jacksonville or even other markets on what I know about the business and how to be successful and, and kind of what my story is. Um, you know, we kind of look at that as it's, it's sort of karma. Like we're, you know, it's kind of a point in my life where I want to give back, um, give back to the business, um, educate, teach, but also, you know, by doing this, you know, selfishly, I'm looking for partners. I'm looking to expand what I do. I'm looking to, you know, find more people to do deals with, find more agents to work with, more investors, more people that want to borrow, you know, hard money, more people that own businesses, own other opportunities that are out there. You know, we're kind of, kind of always looking and I'll always be that way is looking for kind of what's next. What else can we do? How else can I help? You know, how can I find win-win situations? And, you know, part of this marketing effort is we've always, you know, you know me, I've always been way below the radar. Um, Never done anything. Look at my social media page. There's nothing but, pictures of my daughter. But, um, but this is sort of a fun, fun thing in, in life when life's crazy to kind of, 
to kind of, you know, take a step out there and get outside the comfort zone and kind of do some stuff that I've never done before. Um, and, you know, try to add value and show value. And, and, and I'm not looking to do education. I'm not looking to charge people for stuff. Um, the whole real estate education business to me is, you know, very flawed in most cases. And, and I think I can, I think I can give a lot on the education side. Um, and I think at the end of the day, you know, I'll get way more out of it than I would ever get charging somebody, you know, to listen to my podcast or to join my networking group or, or whatever else is out there. Um, so I'm super excited about it and, and it's exciting to kind of see something we've talked about for, you know, a year and a half and see it actually coming together. It's, it's really exciting. I know I'm having a blast. We've only been, I mean, this has only been really rolling for about a month now. Uh, but, uh, what you mentioned before about me being new to this a hundred percent, I still every day am stumped by stuff and, uh, need to lean on Kyle for stuff. And it's, I think that's why I think we're going to add so much value because I still have, it's ingrained in me what it took, what it took to start. And even before I met you, Kyle, I, I had been in 2016, I was trying to find deals and I was doing it on my own. So I, I remember what that was like. And I, um, so I, I know how hard it is for people that do want to get into this and you have, you know, 15 years experience. So we're both different in that respect. And that's, that's why I think we're going to add a lot of value in this podcast. The other reason is we're doing 30 plus deals a month. Um, we don't need, we don't need sponsors on this podcast. We don't need to build a community to take money from them. We, I, I have a, uh, really bad taste in my mouth about real estate education. I, my opinion on it is that anything you can use, any, any useful information is all out there for free with our marketing. We're going to, I mean, I have no problem telling people exactly what we do because there's no secrets. It's direct mail and work. That's, that's all it is. And execution. Um, a lot of people, I have lunch with people that are trying to get started all the time. I was just telling Cody this and they send me you know, I said, well, it's just, you know, the more deals you look at, you'll eventually you'll get one. And they send me 25 deals off Craigslist over the next three weeks. They send me two deals every day. Um, and you know, none of them are good. And then the weeks dwindle and then I get one deal a week from them. And then I just never hear from them again. And that's what happens with, with most people. So, um, well, it's also, you know, the one thing too, is it's, there's a lot of flaws in the education. You know, a lot of people think it's really easy or, or that, you know, just send out 500 postcards or go knock on doors and stuff like that. And it's, it's really not easy because, you know, it's became easier for us because we cover a big market. You know, we cover a big market with a lot of different price range and stuff like that. It's years of experience. I mean, the one reason we can execute really fast and that you've been able to execute really fast is you rely on the years of experience to make decisions. And it's hard for a, new person to come out of nowhere, you know, they might have a great deal they're staring at, but they might, you know, to know it's a good deal is difficult. Um, and that's something I want to be able to, as much as I can as help that person. So if, you know, if there's someone in Jacksonville that has a good deal, you know, reach out to me, tell me the deal, tell me what it is. It's really easy. If I can be part of it, if I could partner on it, lend on it, buy it from them, 
or just give them advice. You know, I know that'll come back and it's not that I'm looking, you know, not, I'm not going to go around the person and try to get that deal or whatever else. But for me, that decision is very easy and very fast and something I'm very comfortable with. But to a new investor that, you know, spent their only money trying to get this lead and has really no clue whether they're staring at a good deal or a dog, you know, is, is difficult. And that's one of those things that, that, you know, they teach in education. It's, it's, uh, it's super easy and making those decisions, but it's, it's really hard when you have something in front of your face that could be really good, you know, or the, the, the counter side of that is you're messing with a lot of bad deals and you're wasting your time. And so you're tying up bad deals, trying to wholesale bad deals. Um, and you'll spend, you know, get so excited to get this deal under contract and you spend the next two months trying to sell it. And you forget the fact that you probably missed three more deals that were actually good deals that you could have worked on. And, you know, education doesn't teach you that it teaches you the good, the easy parts of it. It doesn't teach you the grind and the hustle. And so it's, it's, it's flawed, but you also looking at it from an educator standpoint, you can't, you got to sell the dream. You're not, you know, they're out there selling the dream of becoming this person that's becoming it. And, and it took, you know, it took years before I was comfortable buying 30 houses a month. I wish I was buying 50 or 60 or a hundred a month and I'd be comfortable with it today. It's just, you know, right now the deal flows, you know, we just don't see them, but, but we gladly buy them if they were sitting there. Um, and so it's just a different, it's a different thing. The education within real estate education, a lot of the big networking groups and a lot of the big things, you know, they're driven around how to bring in new investors and how to charge them and how to maximize you know, getting something from each person and, you know, what we're trying to do here between the podcast and, and Yellowbird in general is, you know, help people because if I think, you know, the people that I help, I always gain from it, you know, whether I gain from it, lending them money or we partner on the deal or, you know, just to thank you for the advice, you know, the thank you is sometimes worth as much as, you know, a $10,000 check. And, uh, and that's one of those, the big parts about, I want that where I wanted to go with this you know, podcasts and everything else is just, uh, let people know that that opportunity is there, that we're open, that, you know, I only know Jacksonville. I don't know. So if people are listening in Tampa and listening in other markets, you know, I probably don't add much value there from a house perspective or a value perspective, but in our own backyard in Jacksonville, we've just dealt with it all. So, you know, anybody that had any advice or asked questions or what do I do here? You know, that's what we want to become. And that's not only for just investors, it's for, you know, homeowners. If it's a, you're trying to sell your house, you know, Pat, you're not, you're not the best option for everybody. Like clear as day, you're not going to, you're not going to make the top of the market offer on a house, but you will make, you will be a convenient option and you will lead them in the right direction and be honest with them and tell them that, Hey, this is probably not best to be sold through me, but here's a great realtor in, in the area. Here's who, you, here's what you should do. Here's my advice on how to handle this situation. So So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess just wrapping this up, um, again, what we're doing, like Kyle was just saying, we're looking to just get our names out there. We're not trying to sell education. We're not trying to sell a community. We're trying to do more deals with people. So whether you need hard money lending or whether you're in Tampa and want to partner with, I mean, we're, we're not sure where this is going to go. Um, the plan for it is at least my plan is I want to, um, just talk to a lot of local realtors in Jacksonville that are killing it, local investors that are killing it, talk about their marketing and what they're doing. Um, that's kind of my plan for the podcast. So this was an intro episode. Um, 
Hopefully, for hopefully it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we'll we're learning. We're learning. But uh, thanks for listening. And uh, uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Feel free to reach out. Like us on Facebook or whatever social media the Cody's and Cody Squared comes up with. And uh, keep following us. Hopefully, they're going to get a lot better. I'm sure this one, <laughs> to some extent, sucks since it was the first time I've ever spoken into a mic in my life. I really think it went smooth, though. But, Don't you think, Cody? I thought it was. I thought it went really smooth, smoother than I thought it was going to be because we've so, been so awkward talking to each other in front of the camera. Yeah, it's such. I mean, I used ten, to th- hopefully like ten people at least listen, <laughs> and then we get like one person that says it's okay, and then we'll call that a success. So. I'll tell you what, I have a newfound respect for people that put out a ton of content and are doing videos of themselves because it is so hard not to look stupid on camera. I, I have a hell of a time doing it, but I think we'll get there. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Cody's.